You knew the job was dangerous when you took it, Fred. I have a question. Shh, be respectful the, uh, of me. You can act like a man. He's colossal, stupendous. One might even go so far as to say he's mediocre. I guess I should salute you as a worthy adversary and all that, but the truth is, I really did hate your guts. This is a single storm podcast. We don't have very many victories to talk about these days, so when we get one, it's actually monumental. It's huge. And I have to congratulate those in the Texas House of Representatives. I I am often critical of, and and still am, of, of their inability to meet conservatism and the rule of law 100%. But when they do the right thing, it is something that they should be applauded for. And... Well, third time's a charm. The Texan.News, the Texan.News reporting child gender modification ban passes after third attempt in the Texas House. Cameron Abrams is reporting the ban on child gender modification has passed the Texas House after weeks of delay and stalling due to procedural maneuvers by the Socialist Democrat Party. As you know, the Socialist Democrats are into letting Five-year-olds vote and five-year-olds choose their choose their own gender. That's just how the Socialist Democrats roll, I suppose. On its third attempt, the Texas House has officially and finally passed a ban on child gender, for mo- gender modification that has been passed in the Senate five weeks ago. Chamber has now had three opportunities to debate the bill, SB 14, the bill to ban, uh, ban child gender modification treatments. The bill passed by a vote of 92 to 48, according to the unofficial total, showing some Democrat socialist support. They were trying to kill it so they wouldn't have to go on record knowing that their own voters don't like the idea of just because little Susie picks up a Tonka truck transitioning her to a boy and just because little Johnny picks up a Barbie transitioning him to a girl. A lot of uh, Democrat parents have a lot more common sense than radicalized leftists who are driving this debate. Now, when this podcast is being recorded, folks, it is Sunday. It is Mother's Day. And in an era where motherhood is being challenged by the Democrats, in an era where the Democrats say the best woman for the job is a man, in an era where Dylan Mulvaney is being cast as a brand representative to show how inclusive and unscientific the left is. And if you don't comply with their non-scientific worldview, well, then you're just a hater and you need to be canceled. Mothers, mama bears, are getting very tired of this. One such mama bear is somebody who was basically on the sidelines a couple of years ago. But when all of this left-wing nuttiness began... A lot of moms came off the sidelines in defense of their children, defending their children from the Democrat Socialist Party and their whacked out, crazy worldview, anything and everything just to get a vote. Sarah Fields was on this podcast here about a week ago. And as you know, she was one of these individuals, big champions of banning the child genital mutilation uh, being given a green light by 
greedy doctors and by clueless legislators. So she was pushing for a ban on this. If you want to transition and you have legitimate gender dysphoria, uh, doing so when you're an adult and you can make these adult decisions is is appropriate. And getting getting rid of adults that were willing to transition their children for some sort of status symbol among the left, it just it just had to go. So here's Sarah Fields. She took to Twitter on Mother's Day to talk to all of you leftists, to talk to all of you Democrats out there who still contend the best woman for the job is a man. Contrary to ridiculous claims otherwise, motherhood starts with being a woman. Being a woman starts with XX chromosomes and it can never be changed. I am a woman. I am a mother. I am a daughter. I am a sister, a sister-in-law, and an aunt. My pronouns are not she, her. I am a she. I am a her. I am a mom. I am not a birthing person. Today, we celebrate who we are. Regardless of how hard they try, regardless of what language they use, and regardless of who they attempt to glorify and who they attempt to erase, they can never take motherhood away from us. Mm-hmm. They can't. That's Sarah Fields, folks. Go to the Chris Salcedo Twitter handle, at C Salcedo Show, if you want to see that video in its entirety. It's pretty powerful, and it says an awful lot, uh, not only about who we are, how women are seeing the Democrat Party, but also the depravity and the fall of the Democrat Socialist Party. The show behind the show with my buddy Sean Chastain, it roars your way next. I'm sure we're going to talk about Mother's Day. I'm sure we're going to talk about the open borders. It's all coming up on the Salcedo Storm podcast. And now a word from our sponsor. A liberty-loving American takes on Washington, Hollywood, and the whole media establishment. He's Chris Salcedo. Join his fight. Tune in to The Chris Salcedo Show every weekday afternoon on Newsmax. The establishment media is out of touch with the real things real Texans care about. Real news for real Texans. That's what Texas Scorecard does every day. Learn more and subscribe for free. TexasScorecard.com slash Chris. My friends, time for the show behind the show on a Mother's Day. As you know, we record these on the Sundays before the Mondays that they air. And that is where we find the one, the only, Sean Chastain. Hello, my friend. Hi, friend. How are you? I'm doing great. I hope you have a chance to spend some time with uh, with your mom today. I have not yet. Uh, got a text early this morning saying uh, from my sister saying that they were taking mom to the casino in Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> and which... <laughs> great and before i get ugly letters from people saying i thought your mom was on a fixed income how come you were bitching about texas air conditioned prisons she is on a fixed income my sister was is treating uh this for mother's day Mm -hmm. and all they do is go up and eat the free buffet or the cheap buffet whatever it is and play penny slots penny slots and nickel slots there you go which sounds just like a nightmare to me. So, <laughs> well, wait a minute. Don't you like slot machines? No, no. I love I d- slot. No, machines. I, d- I don't. I don't gamble at all. I'm not good at it. Never been lucky at it. 
True story. And I was in Nevada uh, the, the third time, second time I was in, in Nevada, in Las Vegas. I went up to a dollar slot, put in a uh, dollar, uh, 80 bucks. It was the first time wow. and only time the whole trip. I just said, okay, to hell with it, you know, because I'm not a big gambler either. Put it in, 80 bucks. I just walked away. That was it. It's that amazing when you, when you do walk around Vegas, you'll see these uh, old ladies that look like they should be on a fixed income, you know, smoking cigarettes, wearing house shoes, and, and, but they're shoveling in $100 coins. I know, right? It's, it's, it's insane, man. Yeah. I don't know how people do it, where they come up with the money to begin with, or, you know, is that, are they just hoping that they'll hit it and be able to eat next week? I, I think it's, it's, a, it's crazy. Well, you know, when, when you use it as a recreational thing, kind of like your sister's using it with your mom, you know, it's a fun yeah. thing and you, you have a fixed amount of money you can lose and then you, you don't lose any more than that. I think it could be fun, you know, and then, like I said, you, you may, you may hit it. And if you see, if, if you spend a couple of hours and in my view, if you break even, that's a win because you had fun, yeah. it was ups and it was downs. There was a little bit of adrenaline rush, the thrill of victory, agony of defeat, and then you go home. It's, it, it was, it's, it's kind of like, yeah, but I, I mean, rarely are you up or even, <laughs> even, um, and then, you know, so then I've got an hour and a half drive home to think about. Golly, that was X number of dollars that I could have really done something with, plus a half tank of fuel. So, Should have quit while I, I was ahead. I mean, if it, yeah, maybe. you know, that's the thing. I just so no, it's never appealed to me. Well, you know what appeals to me now? I'm I'm doing this podcast, and that's kind of what uh, for those of you you guys would have no way of knowing this, but we started the podcast a little bit later than we normally would because when Sean said, "Hey, man, ready to go," and I had to gather a few things, so what I ended up gathering. And Sean, I don't, I'm not sure if uh, you went back and listened to any of the podcasts where we interviewed, I, I mentioned them last week, Rebecca Creek Distilleries, which is a fine Texas business. And I went out hunting since I interviewed their director of marketing, uh, Andy Escalona. And Andy told me about this new uh, limited series of bourbons they were cracking out, cranking out. And I know that you are not big into alcohol either, drinking or alcohol. You're a virtuous, you're a virtuous and kind man, but I am um, into alcohol. So I, uh, I went looking for this Rebecca Creek double barrel bourbon whiskey. Now, the, the process and the craftsmanship is is half the fun for me when it comes to spirits and and mixing drinks and all that kind of stuff. There's a craftsmanship to it. So on the distillery side, here's what they did, and this is how Andy described it to me. They took their conventional method. Texas Ranger is the, is the bourbon they make that you're probably familiar with because they were advertising on the station that you and I used to work at together uh, for uh, one Christmas season they were advertising there. And they take that normal process, but for the last two years they take it out of that fermentation process and they put it into new oak barrels, but not just regular oak barrels, Spanish oak barrels. And there's a difference because of the darkness of the oak. And man, the well, color... That sounds racist. Well, <laughs> it's not racist. Man, the color on this thing is just beautiful. It's a rich, dark brown caramel uh, color. And the proof, 
123.8 proof. I'm looking at it right now. Jeez. I know, right? And I got um, 61.9% alcohol, and it's bottle number 104. That's what I have in my cool. hand right now. Bottle 104. Well, good for you, pal. Right? I'm excited and, for you. Yeah, and I'm and I'm pouring it right now to, because I always I find that our visits together are always good with a little adult beverage. So I, I am I, pouring. I drive many people to drink. So <laughs> I'm not then there's then there's that. Well, you know what? And and I and I started off this whole conversation. By the way, folks, it's a limited edition. So if you go out there and you try to find it, there are very few places in Texas that are carrying it. So you've got to, you know, call ahead, I would recommend, rather than just show up to your normal spirits place and, and figure right. out whether it's there. Um, what's driving me to drink is what, what Texas is now experiencing on the border. What's your take on uh, Title 42 and all the just chaos down there? Well, okay, see, that's where I'm a little confused because it ended, what, Thursday night, right? Right. At midnight. Mm -hmm. And so I was expecting to come to work Friday morning and hear the radio station wall to wall, the chaos at the border. And there wasn't really much of anything. I mean, I know. know. So I I don't understand what happened or I, I, we did get a lot of people. We had some people down there on the border calling into us and saying, yeah, they're, uh, they're as soon as they even are in the step foot in the country, they're on buses and they're on planes and they're just gone. Yep. Yep. And so I, I guess that's what's happening. I don't know, but I was, I was really expecting it to look like a rugby scrum, you know, and and just, and just every, you know, a half a million people just pushing their way through. It is. And that, that, that's what happened in certain sectors. And now they're setting up camp across, uh, just, just getting across the board, and they're setting up third world camps. You're just not seeing it out there. Now, we carried it on Newsmax. Jason Jones was sending us exclusive video of all the stuff that you were yeah. describing. But, you know, uh, the news departments that are, that are agenda-driven are not showing that or talking about that. Um, but... There, there's we, America's Voice was down there, and I saw one of their correspondents interviewing uh, illegal aliens. And the aliens are, t- are passing on to them, saying, "Yeah, the cartels are policing men. They're looking for men, and if you didn't pay, they're taking baseball bats and breaking a limb, Jeez. Uh, either an arm or a leg, if they don't pay." This is the this is the criminal organization that Joe Biden and the Democrats have turned our our government into and i don't know if you caught this but i'm I'm dying to hear what you think about it the biden regime said that they were going to order all of their people to release all of these illegal aliens with no promise to appear in court and no way of tracking them right from here on out well but then the judge in florida said no way well the judge in florida it's a temporary restraining order so it's going to be litigated but uh, this got me to thinking, why would Joe Biden, and, and maybe you haven't thought much about it, but I've been thinking about nothing else but this. Why would Joe Biden and the Democrats want to allow hundreds of thousands of illegal aliens to come into the United States, no promise to appear in court, to get themselves right with the law, and make sure that there was no way to track them once they got here? 
Well, my, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that um, at some point he'll he'll issue some kind of immunity and welcome to America, and hopefully they'll vote Democrat. So, well, you know what, and I think, and you know, and if you're thinking in those terms. I suppose that the conventional wisdom of, hey, the Republicans get their cheap labor and the Democrats get their new Democrat voters to keep them in perpetuity right. forever uh, in, in elected office forever. Now, I'm a little more cynical than that. Um, I, I asked a sitting member of Congress who you and I both know, and I that's all I'm going to be able to say about it because I don't want to 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 convey too much. But I asked this sitting member of Congress, tell me, member of Congress. How many fo- trained foreign military are coming across that border? Mm-hmm. And they said, well, what do you know? What are you hearing? I go, I don't know is the point. What I'm hearing is the point. We have over a million, now 1.7 million illegal aliens that came in. We have no idea who they are. If that holds, but in the next two years, we're looking at 4 million people uh, that that never had any contact with any member of the Border Patrol right. or any yeah. law, uh, just stream into America. Four million. Now you were in the military. You know what a brigade is. You know what a, you know the size yeah. of, of of a brigade. We're talking about military level individuals in this country who yeah. are able to be armed by narco terrorists. And what could their purpose be? No, I I understand that fully. I don't understand why Biden would want that would want a terrorist attack on America. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not talking about an attack. Now, maybe, maybe you're not understanding what I'm saying. Alejandro Mayorkas was on, um, where was he this weekend? He must've been on, um, MSNBS. And he said to them, um, yes, we're seeing a rise of white supremacy because Joe Biden went on a commencement speech saying that, uh, the greatest terrorist threat to America is white supremacy, which is utter BS. But Alejandro Mayorkas said all of this anti-government rhetoric is is what we're hearing out there. And it's like, wow, you sound just like a commissar in the Soviet Union. They didn't tolerate anti-government rhetoric either. You know, in America, it's supposed to be your right to criticize the government, but not according to Joe Biden, not according to Alejandro Mayorkas. You can't criticize your government here anymore without being called a terrorist and this is what scares the living daylights out of me that if you that how many of our domestic and foreign enemies have been contemplating, Sean, for years, how do you defeat an America where the vast majority of its population yeah. is armed? How do you do that? Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, without firing a shot, it's you know, take it down from the inside. And mm-hmm. and yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I think you're way more of a deep thinker than I am. And I don't know. Really, I haven't thought all about that. It does worry me a bunch that there are thousands and thousands of military-aged men coming in from 160 different countries, including China and Russia and Iran. Mm-hmm. And we had a uh, guest on from the Heritage Foundation this week, and she is uh, an expert on um, on the border. Right. And was asked... We know that X number of people on the terrorist watch list have been caught. And we just simply asked, what have they done with those people? 
and the Heritage Foundation is, you know, many FOIA requests in and all kinds of lawsuits and stuff like that to try to find out. And yeah, they're they're not getting any answers. There's they don't we don't know if they've been released. We don't know if they're in some holding cell somewhere. We don't we don't know anything about all these people that are on the terrorist watch list. Scares the hell out of me. And I it really does. And the, the whole Chinese aspect of it mm-hmm. is, is very, very scary to me. Especially, you know, they they found the police stations and they just caught a spy Friday, another Chinese spy. Um, I don't know, when you have 5,000 military-aged Chinese guys at the Darien Gap in Central America all lined up, ready to come in. Yeah, I don't know. It's just really kind of terrifying. Well, when you've got the Democrats talking like Joseph Stalin, you know, uh, there shall be no dissent. You will, you know, you will not uh, criticize the government. Right. I mean, it doesn't take much imagination to, to, to see these leftists gaming out. OK, how do you defeat an armed America? Well, that's really easy. You get trained soldiers from fo- foreign foreign soil into the country to help Joe Biden restore order when he, you know, does away with the Constitution. The way he's- uh, I mean, that's, uh, yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I'm not going to buy into that. I think that's, I think that's way too much. Never would have. I am, I am, I am fearful of a terrorist attack. Yep. I never would have thought it possible either, but I'm hearing rhetoric coming out of these people. But if you hear yourself talk, I think you might think no, you're I, a little silly. No, I, no, I hear it, man. I, it's the, and it's not me that I'm reacting to. It's okay. when you, it's when you've got my orcas saying that, the, the people that are anti-government, the people that right. are critical of government, right. well, I, they're they're the terrorists. When when you got that, the yeah, government I mean, showing I mean, they up, can, they can say that all they want. Well, they're showing up to the school it, board it, meetings. It'll it'll piss you off. Of course, I know, I know all that stuff. Yeah, but that's a pretty far cry from just saying, okay, the Constitution is null and void, and you're going to do what we say. Yeah. Well, well, so well, I, I mean, to 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 go to that to go to that extreme sounds. Well, very silly to me. To that point, to that point, it, remember the that now I used to love this phrase, and you worked on this show uh, as the the board op on this show in in Dallas Fort Worth, the great mm-hmm. Rush Limbaugh, and mm-hmm. he had a, an expression, two words, actually, yeah, three words. Don't doubt me. He would say, "Don't doubt me," right? Wow. And well. Every single time I say that the Democrat Party is communists, they're they're communists. They are. I mean, they're not Democrats. They don't want to be Americans anymore. I get mostly Democrats saying, oh, come on, you're being it's it's over the top. It's too much rhetoric. You're just a conservative right winger, blah, 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 blah. From the New York Post, former AOC aide Justine Medina, now working as a New York Communist Party boss, the Communist Party of New York a former AOC, a Democrat, one of the thought leaders in the Democrat Party, uh, goes to run the the Communist Party in New York. So there, so I mean, these people are no, I, I, communists. And I'm not. I'm not denying that, Chris. Yeah. My my only argument is that when you say stuff like you know they're going to do away with the Constitution, come after every white male, and that's the end of America, I just don't think that does our side any good. When you sound so crazy extreme that this like this is going to happen i'm going to open the the daily mail app tomorrow and find out that you know we have a king 
it just I just don't think it does well, side any good. It won't be a for king. people who are rational. It'll be a dictator. And again, okay. when you when you okay. see, dude, okay, for, well, tell tell me what pushback you are seeing. I'm from, seeing a lot of pushback. I'm seeing I'm seeing it on so many different levels. You can see it from the the Bud Light to school boards being overtaken um, by right-thinking people. You can see it in governors all across the state. I'm, I'm seeing a lot of pushback. Mm -hmm. And so I'm not going to buy into your, okay. your nuttiness. Well, again, I, I'm just seeing the writing on the wall. And, you know, there are a lot of people in, in Venezuela that probably thought it could never happen. Remember, 20 years ago, it was... Yeah, but, but you know, those people in Venezuela didn't have guns. They didn't have a constitution like we have. They didn't have a Supreme Court like we do. So, well, dude, I, I mean, I'm, if you want to compare your, if you want to compare yourself to Venezuela, that's no. I'm just that's saying fine, that, that there, that's pretty silly. There are free people all over this globe throughout human history that have lost their freedoms, and sure. for the and the I'm idea. I'm not saying it's not possible, but I'm well, not. Wait a minute! You just said it was crazy. You just said it was crazy. You didn't. You, so no, I, I, I mean, in a hundred years, if we keep <laughs> going down this track, yeah, then well. we're probably not gonna. We're probably not going to enjoy the same freedoms we do right now. Well, I'm going to tell you, man, it's been undergoing for the last hundred years. That, that okay. since, since the Constitution's been founded, these people have been trying to undo it. And history shows I'm right about that. But the last thing I wanted to talk to you about is Dennis Quaid. You know who Dennis Quaid is, right? Yeah. He is, uh, I, I would say, would you call him A-list? Or would you call him former A-list? No, yeah, one time he was... Certainly A-list. Yeah. Sure. And it's like, well, th there are A-list actors, there are B-list actors, and there are once superstars who have been quiet lately. And I think that's where Dennis Quaid kind of is, right? You know, A-list didn't really ever, was never B-list, but just hasn't done stuff in a while. Now, I don't know right. if you saw well, this. He's probably nearing 80, so. Well, he looks great for 80, man. I don't think he's 80. I think he's, he's got to be in his upper 60s. But. But Quaid, anyway, is here's a guy who did that. He is very concerned about the United States. Did that um, documentary called Grid Down, Power Up. He fronted that all on his own. Um, and it was it was an eye opening. Did you ever get a chance to, to see that? To listen no, to? No, I haven't. Oh, dude, it's 55 minutes. Well worth your time. There's a 12 minute version of it. That's the, the Cliff Notes version. It'll it'll blow your mind about how vulnerable we are. Uh, on the electric grid to an to a EMP to a solar flare oh, to a, yeah, yeah, to a terror attack that for a long time. Yeah. So anyway, so Quaid is on Fox and he's talking about how he believes that Texas could be the new Hollywood because people are just leaving California. You know, th yeah. th with all the reparations bullshit out there that they're talking about, uh -huh. uh, they are leaving in droves. And Quaid is basically saying. That he's he's made that in Texas ten years ago there was a robust movie industry that's kind of fallen off, but he thinks it could be resurrected. What do you think about that? Oh yeah, I mean it's it's been incrementally growing, you know. And then with uh, Taylor Sheridan's products, most of them filmed here in Texas. That yeah, I, I think there's been a lot of attention paid on that, and I know that the uh, the Local municipalities, along with the state, really amping up their funds for that kind of stuff. You know, they're they they give artists funds to to help 
projects. So right, I know they've really been stepping that stuff up. So yeah, I mean, that'd be, that'd be pretty neat. I, I just worry that you know, we get enough uh, Hollywood Californians in here and. Pretty soon we're Hollywood, California instead of Texas. Well, I would imagine, you know, it'd be like the studios would set up productions here. You show up, you film, you go back to your, you know, your communist haven. Uh, I don't think George Takei is going to be setting up shop here in in Texas anytime soon. Just me. I'm just, I I just don't think Sulu is making the trek here uh, to Texas. But it was. I thought it was kind of fascinating, not only for the economic development standpoint, but there was another. Who was it? There was another company that was. It was a. It was a dairy processing company, a dairy food processing company that's moving out of California and coming to Texas. It's a Latino built cunt, uh, company, and they're coming here. Uh, well, WF- we have the room since that. Uh, since that. Cowborn caught on fire here in Texas. <laughs> oh, ouch. Killed 8,000 cows. Ouch. Well, WFAA is talking about that. If you want to check out the article, yeah. it's, All I right. can't, I can't pronounce the, the food. It's, it's spelled C-A-C-I-Q-U-E, Kakik maybe, or Kasik Foods. And okay. they're based in California. They do cheeses, creams, chorizos, salsas. And they're, they're moving their production facilities here to Texas from California. Awesome. Yeah, right? So more jobs, more economic opportunity. And I think it's because they recognize, I mean, if if I was living in a state or had a business in a state that was about ready to tax the living daylights out of me to give billions of dollars to people who were never slaves in the name of slavery, mm-hmm. I think I'd want to tip the hell out the door too. Absolutely. Yep. All right, man. Any, any closing thoughts to all the mothers out there? <laughs> um... Well, to all the mothers, happy Mother's Day. There you go. Couldn't do it without you, and we appreciate the fact that you are indeed real women. Amen to that. Amen. Um, I'll drink to that, sir. I'll drink to that. Sean Chastain, everybody, the show behind the show, buddy. Have a great day. All right, man. You too. Peace. That's a wrap on this Salcedo Storm podcast. Do me a favor, kids. Visit a couple of websites, texasscorecard.com and chrissalcedo.com. You can get all the information on our pals at Texas Scorecard and the Chris Salcedo Show's there. Until we visit again, my friends, remember this. A society's worth is not measured by how much power is stolen by an out-of-control government, rather by how much power is reserved for you and me, we the people. Stay safe out there, my friends.